Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Viamara. This is a weekly news show where I discuss contemporary events in the art and history fields. I'm your host and personal curator, Amara Andrew. The format for the show that I typically follow, but I also typically don't follow, is one used by Western brides. Something old, something new, something borrowed, and something blue. This week, uh, we're going to have one something old, one something new, and one something borrowed slash stolen. This week we're just going to be just... This week we're going to be discussing an 11,000-year-old man holding his wiener, a slew of celebrities that are being sued alongside Borde Yacht Club, and a slew of pre-Columbian artifacts that were successfully returned to Mexico. So we have all that and more coming up on this episode of Bayamara. Let's get to it. This is normally the part of the show where I have updates. You will notice if you're watching the video version of this podcast, there's another chair. And another microphone. And no, I'm not bringing my ghost best friend onto the show, even though that would actually be really cool. Uh, I have a special guest today. I thought it would be fun to kind of switch it up a little bit. So you will not only hear my lovely, horrific voice, but you will actually hear the lovely voice of a Greek god, a Greek demigod. Uh, he, is the <laughs> he is the man, the myth. Well, actually, first, I should do a little introduction. Uh, I don't know how to introduce you. <laughs> he is the co-founder of Spire, which is a branding agency here in Chicago. He is featured and a producer of the Netflix documentary Minimalism. And he is my live-in lover, Jeff Saris. <laughs> Come on down. Da, 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 da. I didn't get Prices Right music uh, in time. Long time listener, first time caller. You should come more this way. Oh, that's fine. Long time listener, first time caller. Welcome to the show. Hi. <laughs> okay, so like I said, this is normally the part of the show where I have updates, uh, but now I have a human. <laughs> and then, <laughs> okay, so updates. Well, first, thanks for having me. I appreciate the nice uh, intro. You're welcome. <laughs> My Greek demigod living lover. <laughs> you didn't know. <laughs> He's like, wow, that's, stop building it up so much. I could see the fear in his eyes as I was saying this stuff. He's like, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Anywho. Um, yeah. So I just thought I would switch it up a little bit this week just to try it out. I don't know if it works. Cool. If not, then uh, we might be breaking up. So yeah, <laughs> kick you out. <laughs> um, yeah. So we'll just get onto the show. So updates. Normally I have some updates. I actually don't have any this week. Nothing has really happened for the news stories that I've talked about in previous episodes. But I mentioned, I think the episode before the episode before that, our couch was not uh, finished because Ikea, for some godforsaken reason, was taking so long to ship us our cover. First world problems. But it's complete. We now have a sexy Chanel because it's sexy. And then we also have a new coffee table and it's all Christmassy in here. I wish you could see the sides because there's just Christmas everywhere. This is like the least Christmassy side. And then there's like more Christmassy side, but whatever. Uh, you can see it. Oh, check out my social media, like Instagram or TikTok. And you can see videos where I have all the Christmassy stuff in the background. It looks really pretty. Anyway, so that is my update for this week. I have a human here. We have a new couch and I'm a coffee human. table. Yes, this is the human. <laughs> and yeah, that's basically it. So anyway. Uh, on to the show. I'm 
glad I have somebody else to listen to the music with. I wasn't uh, I wasn't informed of the appropriate dance for it, so I'll have to learn for next time. It's interpretive. It's okay. whatever you want. Okay. I went to art school, so everything's interpretive. We interpretive, are interpretive analysis. We are in- <laughs> close. I'm an art teacher. <laughs> I think he's mocking me. Well, this <laughs> is going to go great. <laughs> this will be the hidden. This will be the lost episode that oh, never makes no. it out. <laughs> okay, so this isn't the first time we've done a podcast together either. No, we actually had one for a little bit uh, when I still worked. Oh God, I always hit my microphone <laughs> with my face because I get so into it. Uh, we actually had a podcast for a little bit. It was Side to Hustle Saturday, I think. So we had our own podcast, Control F, and then oh, yeah. on my show, starting now, we would do Side Hustle Saturday. Yeah. But now your side hustle is your front hustle. So we're gonna have my to front talk hustle? About, we're gonna have to talk about Front Hustle Friday. <laughs> I don't think I like that. It's not a side hustle, it's full time. That's all I mean. But carry on. You run your show, I'll just be here. Okay, so our something old this week is going to be uh we're gonna be talking about the oldest narrative scene we have in society ever in documented history is of a man holding his wiener. Yes, I said wiener. (laughs) What? So this past week or the week before, it was sometime within the last couple of weeks, whatever. The stone two panel carving, I need to figure out where I'm going to put graphics actually. I think I'm going to put them right here maybe. I don't know. I'll figure it out. I'll hold them. Okay, so here's here's the the slab. So apparently the stone two-panel carving was discovered by archaeologists in Turkey in an 11,000-year-old complex, so like a, a situation of buildings in uh, Cybersh or Cyberk. I'm so sorry. I don't know Turkish, so I don't know how to pronounce all the different accents. I'm guessing Cybersh, but I have no idea. Um, do you know? No. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> So, this engraving of a man holding his wiener was found on benches that lined the walls in a communal area. So, this was literally a series of benches. Benches. <laughs> benches. <laughs> it's the bench for your pension. Benches. <laughs> but it was seriously in a communal area, so it just would have been, like, out in the open. Uh, there's there's a lot of ancient dick art out there, which was, like, my favorite thing to learn when I was studying art history was just how many dicks there are. But anyway, that's my own personal love, I guess. So this guy holding his dick, though, wasn't the main focal point of this engraving. So like I said, there were two panels. Both panels, though, portray a person in the middle facing dangerous animals. So this is where the narrative scene comes into play. So on the left panel, we see a squatting male figure who holds something like a snake kind of in his hand, and he's going up against a bull. The right panel with the man grabbing his schlong, uh, leopards are approaching him from either side. And so in these panels, I'm, I'm painting you a word picture. No, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm picturing it. So it's all just carved stone. So I'm saying panels but she's like keep hitting my face <laughs> so sorry uh but the leopards in these panels they have really sharp teeth and the uh bowl looks really ferocious and it's it's supposed to be a very like scary kind of scene a little bit uh so excavations of this site began in 2021 and have revealed that this entire area in turkey was inhab- inhabited <laughs> inhabited you got it <laughs> 
I think you have the Turkish accent down right there. So you need to stick with that one. It's Turkish Midwestern. (laughs) (laughs) So excavations of this site began in 2021 and revealed that this area in Turkey was actually inhabited by a Neolithic population, which you'll find this interesting. Um, So this specific population, there is evidence that it was transforming from that mobile hunter-gatherer ancient society to the more sedentary farming lifestyle. Because he's from that time period. <laughs> Speaking of old person holding their wiener. <laughs> this guy. <laughs> you should see what he's doing with his other hand under the table. Uh, so <laughs> this episode's not going to go very well. <laughs> but wait, one is holding a snake and the other is holding their... Well, it's like a snake-like... It's it's like a, a thing that looks like it might be a snake, but it's not really known exactly. Like, we don't really know what this story is either, obviously, because I'm not there in Turkey. But archaeologists are still trying to figure out what the narrative scene is. So it's kind of believed it's like a before and after sort of scene of mm. this guy. Mm-hmm. But, fun fact. So there are other older narrative scenes that do exist just want to put it out there so there are the 17,000 year old Lascaux cave paintings if you've ever seen those you've been to France and then (laughs) (laughs) and my mom's last name maiden name was Laskowski so basically all the same yeah totally the same France Poland same thing Uh Uh, so we have the 17,000 year old Lascaux cave paintings and then a 44,000 year old cave panel that was on the island of Sulawesi but but <laughs> these Turkish panels, though, are believed by archaeologists to be the first known progression of a story narrative. So I think it's kind of, I was kind of trying to figure out what that meant. I don't know. I'm so sorry. But I think it's the guy was like scared. And then now he's like, I'm fearsome. Because like dicks in ancient art a lot of times were a show of masculinity and pride and virility and stuff like that so like in ancient rome just dicks galore so it was to be like no i'm like a big strong guy was that the one with the bull or was the snake with the bull the snake and the bull go together so the guy yeah. he's he's holding something it's not a it might not be a snake but it's sorry mm. I'm like, Here goes. <laughs> um but it's something in his hand but he's like squatting down okay so i don't hmm. know do you know what it means it does feel like they're connected like connected in that like it's almost like a euphemism of sorts. Like it's yeah. it's alluding to his junk in the first one. And then in the second one, he is proudly holding his junk as the the felines look on. Yeah, see, I don't have junk, so I don't know. But I think it's in the DNA of the junk holders. So they know. <laughs> <laughs> You're the junk man. <laughs> Jeff Junkman Saris. This episode is not coming out. Like I said, we don't really know what this story is. I like his hypotenuse. Uh, (laughs) Right, angels. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking nerds. Um, Well, you are on an art history podcast. Anyway, uh, but it's believed that this could be a (laughs) historical... Why am I having trouble? I thought you were going to say something. (laughs) But this could be a historical or a mythical story of the region's traditions even. So when they know, I will let you know because I'm very curious why this guy's holding his dick. As things progress, they'll find more scenes probably on these benches. Um, but for now, we just know that there's a man holding his wiener. Yeah, actually, uh, here. You sing our music. I don't remember how. I just. 
So our something new this week, <laughs> there are a whole slew of celebrities that are part of a new lawsuit against Yuga Labs, who's the parent company of Board Ape Yacht Club. So this story is actually mostly why I have this guy on. He's a computer man and <laughs> NFT I'm connoisseur. I'm the junk man and the computer man. <laughs> He's the man. <laughs> so I thought you would find this very interesting. Instead of telling him in person, I'm, well, we are in person, hologram, instead of just telling him over dinner, I was like, I'll just have him here so that I kill two birds with one stone. If you find me killed by a stone, you know what happened. Or a wiener man. Chairs are squeaky. <laughs> anyway, so this lawsuit was followed. Followed. This lawsuit was filed by, this is like a wild name, Adonis Real or Real. He kind of barely fit in frame, I just realized. I was wondering. Am I, I think I'm there. Yeah, I'm here. Oh, okay, cool. So this lawsuit was filed by Adonis Real and Adam Titcher, and they state that they purchased Board Ape Yacht Club NFTs only after they saw the endorsement of influential celebrities who they say inflated the value of these NFTs. Basically, what I heard was, I'm naive and I have buyer's remorse. That was just me. I know it's a very harsh take, but I kind of don't care because it's like, well, I bought a bunch of shit off Amazon, but I didn't blame the people for selling it to me. I didn't blame the influencers. I was like, well, no, it was my responsibility. But well, how do you feel about responsibility like so that? So how did you say that? They're suing them for what? Can you say it one more time? They, this is my own paraphrasing of what yeah. I read, uh, but they purchased NFTs. They purchased Board Ape Yacht Club NFTs only after they saw the endorsement of influential celebrities who they say inflated the value of the NFTs. Yeah, so it's the perceived value that this would uh, return them money and mm -hmm. make them a lot of money, which was the problem with NFTs. And yeah, and it still was, is. <laughs> yeah, it's why everything sort of uh, went kaboom recently this year. <laughs> because there were lots of promises that like some people made a ton of money and then like everyone's going to make a lot of money and we're all going to make it and all these things that everyone was saying but just couldn't be true. Right. Like I think everyone can win when it comes to comes to life and success but when it is something as like concrete as buying and selling buying something selling it for more eventually someone is going to pay the most and mm. no one is going to be left to buy it because there is there yeah. are unlimited funds so that is it's tough because it does it is a buyer's remorse like you said it's something that's difficult to um it feels like it would be difficult to sue over mm -hmm. i understand disappointment on their part yeah. Um, but at the same time... Well, let me tell you the rest of it. Oh, yeah. Too. Keep going. Because yes, and uh -huh. here's more. Okay. So they're complaining that it was celebrities who did the whole thing. But here is also where more of the story comes in. And they're suing Yuga, not the celebrities or everyone. So they list know? Yuga as well as a bunch of celebrities, which I'm going to tell you who in a minute. Okay. So they they list like 100 people in the actual court document. It's like fucking wild. It's so big. It's like a whole paragraph of people. Um, and it's in all caps. So it's like, you're yelling at me. In their complaint, they specifically blame Hollywood talent manager Guy Osiri, who represents a bunch of different celebrities like Madonna U2 and the newly signed Board Ape Yacht Club. Mm. Yeah, so this is through his company, Maverick. I think he's now not affiliated with it anymore. I think he stepped down, so he's the ex-head of Maverick. So he also, though, represents MoonPay, 
here's where it gets weirder, which is a crypto trading app. I had never heard of it. Had you heard of it? Mm -hmm. oh. Yeah, I've heard of it. I've never used it. I don't know <laughs> too much about it. I have him it, here. Yeah, I know of it. <laughs> okay. So, well, you'll learn a little bit now. <laughs> so the plaintiffs, so the people who are doing the suing, alleged that Yuga Labs conspired with Osiri to get celebrities to promote Board Ape Yacht Club NFTs while also hiding that these celebrities were receiving any compensation for their promotion. So the complaint reads, quote, the manufactured celebrity endorsements and misleading promotions were able to artificially increase the interest in and price of the Board Ape Yacht Club NFTs, causing investors to purchase these losing investments at drastically inflated prices. So they also have one piece of evidence, which was really interesting. There's a scene from Post Malone's 2021 music video for One Right Now, where Post is seen buying a board ape using the MoonPay app. And then the musician The Weeknd is also there. So MoonPay apparently shared this clip on Twitter with the caption, this just happened. So is Post Malone under the same Maverick? Do you know? That I don't know. But it would, I would uh, posit to say that probably. Yes. Just, and it makes me wonder if uh, Jimmy Fallon and uh, Paris Hilton and sort of the key players in the celebrity world that bought them and made it something. So I'm glad you say them <laughs> because some of the celebrities that were listed in the complaint are Madonna, Paris Hilton, Jimmy Fallon, Justin Bieber, Gwyneth Paltrow, Serena Williams, Snoop, which they list him as his like uh, his birth name. Calvin. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, I read it and I was like, who the fuck is this? And then I was like, oh my God, it's Snoop. <laughs> uh, Kevin Hart, Steph Curry, and Khalid, who's a rapper, among other celebrities in there. Um, so the two plaintiffs' lawyers allege that the video clip is evidence that, sorry, that there is evidence on the blockchain that Post actually got transferred $1.4 million worth of each. ETH. ETH, <laughs> which they claim is evidence that he's paid for his promotion of Board Ape Yacht Club in this music video. Well, and it's so weird because it could even be indirectly. Yes. So if it wasn't, when they're all under the same umbrella, that's uh -huh. very suspect because yeah. it could be advice within that little community, that yeah. little group of like, oh, you're, you're part of my crew mm -hmm. like did you say talent agent what yes. was it okay so part of this i'm gonna let everyone know mm -hmm. this is valuable uh so and so just bought it who happens to also be under the same umbrella so and so is buying one you probably want to get on so it's like from a pure human side of things mm -hmm. it's just like it could be looked at as telling friends right but when you're all part of the same business and the people who can benefit most the company who can benefit most from a pump say of mm -hmm. value is also under the same umbrella that's when things do get very uh very touch and go but yeah that's what was interesting is <clears throat> reading the intro to it before i was like oh these fucking idiots but then when you get the celebrity mixed in with stuff that's when things always get a little weird because it's like well they are celebrities and you do have to be careful with your celebrity and everything you have. But then it, I don't know. Well, also disclosure in NFTs and crypto 
is non-existent huge issue because like anyone who's been building a business ironic because on the blockchain you can see every single transaction yeah but not the partnerships and things like that yeah but you can track it and see where the money came from where it originated where it went to (laughs) and that's the thing is like anyone who's built a business worked in anyone who was a blogger affiliate marketer all these things for any any substantial period of time in this episode at the bottom of the description on youtube you will see my uh yeah there's affiliate links and uh a disclosure that amara will make a small amount of money at no cost to you if you click those links and buy the the products love you but like that's that's a way to support people and their work and everything but as soon as you're not disclosing that and you're not which no one in web3 and crypto seem to in Mm -hmm. nfts and stuff yeah which was a major problem so it's i'm not surprised but it's disappointing Mm -hmm. because it's very clear that they needed to a really good thing and then it only took like three people mostly just bored ape to fuck everything up in many ways like that's my viewpoint on it i know we have we have very different viewpoints on things especially ai art which we'll talk about (laughs) that at another time because that has been a hot topic in our uh our household well, yeah, like Board Ape gave people a lot of money, yes. which is nice. I'm trying to see if I can move this to my lap, see how it works. Um, they essentially printed money for the whole year. So people loved it. They're like... And they did talk about ApeCoin also in their mm-hmm. uh, complaint, which I didn't elaborate on that, but well, yeah. that was a whole scam. But I'm going to keep this brief. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but yeah, so they, they were essentially printing money for people. And then, they, then as soon as you have um, celebrities and people who have a lot of money also getting on board it can it can mislead uninformed people and that's not i don't say that as a negative towards the people who don't know but you don't know what you don't know mm-hmm. and if you're like paris hilton bought a board ape she spent so much money i should spend my life savings on one because it's going to make me a lot of money yes. too and i know people who do that who mm-hmm. are like oh paris hilton did this you should do that which is very sweet and very lovely but you gotta think for yourself and like that was the whole thing in the board ape community or board ape just nft community where it was do your own research which i think is a really shitty expression but i like the idea of it where it's like well you have to be very very careful because that's it's just like with anything you don't just walk down the street because you're like oh whatever i'll be fine it's like no you don't walk down the street like in the street because a bus a car a goat can come get you wherever you live. So, mm-hmm. so, so that's Michael the Jordan side. come running down. <laughs> there you go. Glad you didn't say Tom Brady. Ugh. Ugh. <laughs> that bitch. <No. laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> Whoa. Giselle Whoa. could do a lot better. I'm and coming in hot on this mic. Sorry. <laughs> um, so just for Devil's av- Avocado, real quick. Um, he really wanted to use. That. I do think board ape. That's a. Uh, it's not <laughs> cool. <laughs> it's not cool to mislead people in that way yes but at the same time to assume that you're buying any collectible and it's on the the collectible creator to give it value so you make more money is also a very odd very nft specific thing because if i if i buy a pack of sports cards i am not then opening it getting a bunch of duds no Tom Brady's, no Michael Jordan's. <laughs> but I don't open a pack, get a bunch of duds, and then assume, oh, Panini made these cards. They need to make these Not more the valuable. Not the sandwich, the card manufacturer. <laughs> yeah. But like just to buy anything and assume that the creator of that Pokemon 
should be making what I purchased more valuable when it's a collectible Mm -hmm. is also just a wrong way to look at it. It's like gambling. It's like, I don't Mm -hmm. gamble because I'm like, oh, this is going to be a surefire thing. It's like you're buying in like, because NFTs are now possibly going to be considered like stocks or uh-huh. uh securities there you go mm-hmm. investments that need go. to be regulated <laughs> yes so yeah you don't buy into some like uh, jumping everywhere but yes well no yeah it's, it's just an odd it's an odd precarious spot because i can see it from both parties yes where it's sort of it's on the buyer but it's also on the seller when they mislead people yeah when they don't disclose everything then it is like oh that actually is like gross like i mean i wouldn't have a problem with it personally if they did disclose it and then it's like oh okay well Paris Hilton got paid for it that makes sense but then and it usually doesn't even change anything if you know that someone got paid for something or you don't okay I'm still gonna get this then like it doesn't really matter yeah so like it's just weird to not do that yeah which is the inexperience in the space yeah fucking idiots (laughs) all right moving along Our something borrowed slash stolen this week is yet another successful case of repatriation. Yay! I thought you were going to say I stole your heart, but whatever. Yes. So I need to tell you about this man. No. <laughs> this demigod. <laughs> Sorry, I, mean, I sounded I so say, big. I can say I think that is the only time I have ever and will ever be introduced like that. So thank you. Always get a historian to introduce you because they will find all of the perfect adjectives anyway so are something borrowed slash stolen this week so like i said successful case of repatriation this time though we are talking about the netherlands and mexico so this past week the netherlands returned 223 pre-hispanic and pre-columbian artifacts to mexico These items that were returned to the INAH, which I'm going to call it by that acronym from now on, but it's the Instituto Nacional de Antropologia y Historia. So apologies for mispronunciation, as always. Uh, So the INAH oversees all of these different matters around the world, and they keep tabs on things and try to get stuff back to Mexico. So the items that were returned from the Netherlands uh, span the time periods of the Mesoamerican pre-classic period. So that's like 13th century BCE, the like latest earliest (laughs) i always get confused on my bce's and ce's so apologies just 13th century bce all the way to the post-classic period so roughly the 16th century ce so that's a big fucking chunk of change that's a huge time span and these items are also from a wide range of area in mexico um and a wide range of cultures Uh, so in the east the central highlands the gulf of mexico and the southeast region as well The return of these items is part of a larger issue where pre-Hispanic and pre-Columbian artifacts are being illicitly trafficked around the world. I did not know that. Um, I actually, I had heard about this before in grad school just because I had a professor who specialized in Mesoamerican art, but I had no idea that this was such a big issue like around the globe. And since these items are cultural and archaeological property of Mexico, All these pieces fall under the federal law on archaeological, artistic, and historical monuments and areas, which is to protect these places and objects, which I talked about in a previous episode. I forget which number, but the asshole in Miami that, (laughs) that could be a lot of people, the asshole in Miami that set a Frida Kahlo artwork on fire, he's still being investigated, I assume, I hope, or it's probably getting brushed under the rug, but 
He lit a Frida Kahlo piece on fire to make an NFT project, speaking of NFTs. So those are the bad people of NFTs. Um, so that law is to protect all of these objects. Since 2018, there's been an even higher focus on having all of these items returned to Mexico uh, because of Mexican President Andres Manuel Lopez and his administration um, launched the hashtag Mi Patrimonio No Se Vende movement, which uh, is just my heritage is not for sale. Sorry for all the mispronunciations. <laughs> uh, so this movement was to discourage people from buying and selling all these different artifacts and encourage people to actually celebrate and like hold these items with pride and value and not be like, oh, I'm just going to sell it because I can make a quick buck. To date, this movement, so in four years, they have assisted in the return of nearly 9,000 artifacts worldwide. Not Mr. Worldwide, but worldwide. <laughs> He's not from Mexico. <laughs> um, sadly, though, in November, the INAH, so this organization from Mexico, they also tried to stop an auction in Paris um, that was selling 60 pre-Columbian archaeological artifacts by citing this law that prohibits the export of Mexican objects around the world because um, they have like cultural or archaeological importance. They weren't able to do that, and I believe the things were still sold because... This was outside of Mexico, so they couldn't control what happened, which is why the guy was just able to incinerate stuff in Miami for fun. So I like the idea of the law. I wish it could go international, but I know international law is, like, not possible. <laughs> It'd be kind of cool. Um, yeah, so. So I do have a question. It's, oh, it's a very No, no, no. It's, it's only a uh, terminology. What would be, what does pre-Hispanic mean? I don't know. No. <laughs> So pre-Hispanic is before Spanish conquistadors invaded the land and territory. So it's like pre-Columbian, so pre-Columbus. It's kind of similar, plus or minus like a couple hundred years. So it's just before any sort of European colonization of the area are the artifacts. So before any sort of European influence came through and just changed everything and changed culture and dress and methods of production and stuff like that. Um, so that's what it means. So it's it's before any sort of European influence, which is what makes it even cooler because then it's like, oh, this is actually like authentic to this group and this culture for thousands of years, presumably. So this is how they were doing things for forever. So it's like our closest tie back to ancient, ancient times in this place or in this part of land or something. So yeah, the end. Well, yeah, it's interesting. I've, I've never heard pre-Hispanic, and I just had no idea what that meant. Now you know. Well, thank you. <laughs> never stop creating. Wait, I need to do my outro music. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was just being silly. All right. So that'll do it for this episode. Uh, thanks so much for watching. Thank you, Mr. Saris, for being here on the podcast. Yep. I hope you had fun. Oh. I hope I didn't throw you off too much. I know I did, but... It's just weird having another human here because I'm so uh -huh. used to talking to you intimately. But now mm. I have like a little little friend group. Hug. Uh, so. Is this air hug? hug? Oh. <laughs> so, with that, we'll see if we do this ever again. Probably not. I'll see how this goes when I edit this. Oh, we'll um, be podcasting more. We'll see. So if you like this video, make sure you like it and subscribe. Uh, let me know in the comments below if you enjoyed this episode. If not, I'm so sorry. And we'll see how this goes. Um, but yeah. Sorry, not sorry. So 
I'm Amara Andrew, this is Jeff Saris, and never stop creating. <laughs> Oops, I turned that off a little too quick. Yeah, that was a, that was a quick ending. Yeah, my bad. <laughs> oh. Anywho, all right, food? Sure, what we all eating? What do you want for dinner? Ooh, good idea. Okay, we'll do that. I didn't hear you.